0: Upward family, good morning, good to see you today. I'm going to ask everybody from Edneyville to stand up this morning. Everybody from Edneyville, jump up to your feet really quick. We're going to pray right now. We've got a fire going on there. There in the Bible is a burning bush that Moses went to that was on fire but was not consumed. So there's a bush that wouldn't burn. There's also in the book of Daniel three guys that were thrown into the fire. And they were in the fire, and Jesus was in the fire with them, and they didn't burn either. And was all done, the Bible said there wasn't even the smell of smoke on them, all right? Amen. Ednevillians, is that what they call us? I'm an If That sounds like villain, doesn't it? But whatever we are, we're together in this, and God's going to take care of us. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. If you're standing near or sitting near a person from Edneyville now, would you get with them right now? Get with them right now. Let's have somebody stand with them now, and we're going to pray for them. Amen? Somebody going to come up here and pray for me? (laughs) Come on, Larry. You can stay right there, brother. Jesus, right now in your precious name, we speak your victory. Lord, we stand in our authority as image bearers of God on this earth. You told us to take dominion over the earth. And we stand in dominion and authority over this fire. Jesus, I pray. However you could do it, Jesus, we stand in authority as your people and just command this fire to cease in the name of Jesus Christ. However you do it, Jesus, turn it back, stop it. Father, protect property. Cause what would burn not to burn, Jesus. You're able to surround that fire, God, and I pray that you do by your spirit, God, and just cause this thing to cease in the name of Jesus Christ Thank you right now for every man and woman who is courageously out there battling this fire. God, we pray for your protection over them, for your glory over them, for your blessing over them. And God, we just pray that none of them will get hurt or harmed. And God, we just honor them today for what they're doing today. We hold our community up to you. For the families that have already been affected, God, and their property damaged. God, provide in a mighty way by your people, God, in this community coming together. We thank you for the opportunity to bring this to you today, Jesus, and for what we're gonna see. In your name, amen, amen, amen. Love y'all. Any good? Thank y'all so much. All right, Upward, we're in a new series today. We're calling it The Fall. Aren't we clever? We're talking about the fall in the fall. Except here in North Carolina, we haven't actually had fall yet. We keep jumping from summer to winter and back to summer again. So uh, it's summer this afternoon and winter will be back. Maybe we'll get a little fall. But when we say the fall, we're talking about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, disobeying God, listening to Satan and being deceived by him. And there's so much to learn in the fall in Genesis chapter 3. We're going to learn how to stay out of Satan's traps that he lays for all of us. We're going to learn how to take authority over him and take our rightful place on earth as human beings created in the image of God. Before we talk about the fall of man, we're going to have a really good time today talking about the fall of Satan. Now, we don't like to give Satan a whole lot of airtime unless it's talking about his downfall. Amen. He does not deserve as much airtime as we often give him. But today we're going to have a little bit of a party over the fall of Satan. We're actually going to demote him today to his rightful place. Now, I believe Satan's real. Jesus said he was, Jesus named him. I believe Satan is real because we see evil in the world that's not explainable by humanity and humankind. I've listened to several thought leaders recently, and they were asked if they believed in God. And they said this. They said, I'm not sure I'm ready to say I believe in God yet, but I'm inclined to because I do believe in Satan. And they said this, and I think this is so interesting. They said, we've been out in this world, and we've seen such evil that we've come to believe there actually is supernatural darkness. One of them said, it it makes sense to me that if there is supernatural darkness, there must be supernatural light. And indeed, there is. And indeed, these thought leaders are on the brink of coming to Jesus, as are thousands upon thousands in our country. Can I get an amen? amen? Many people are coming to Jesus. I believe it with all of my heart. But I believe Satan is real. But I want to tell you. This enemy has already been defeated by Jesus Christ. This enemy has already been stripped of his power. This enemy is slated for ultimate judgment and eternal fire. This enemy is under our feet this morning. Today we're going to demote him to his proper place because so often we give the devil so much more credit than he deserves. So often we ascribe so much more power to him than he observes than he deserves. So often in our lives, we accuse the devil of stuff he couldn't even do anyway. We're going to demote him. We're going to talk about his first fall, and this might make you shout. He's got four falls in the scriptures. He falls big time, four different times. We're going to talk about his first one mainly today. Now, Satan began as a powerful angel in heaven. The Old Testament in Isaiah 14 describes his fall. The Old Testament prophet Isaiah says this about Satan. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. Now I want you to see the first word. How you are fallen. Can everybody say that word with me? Fallen. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down. Can you say those two words? Cut down. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you've said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down, can everybody say those words, brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Satan was a beautiful angel in heaven, in command of much in heaven, yet his heart was lifted up in pride. And he said, I will exalt myself above the throne of God. The Bible said, whoever seeks to exalt himself will be humbled. And Satan, in his desire to exalt himself, was thrown out by God, and God stripped him of his power and threw him away and pushed him out of heaven. Pride goes before a fall. Satan is a fallen being. He's fallen. He does not have the power that he used to have. He is cut down, Isaiah said, to the ground. Now, where is the ground? It's where we live and where we walk. Satan, being cast out of heaven, was thrown down to the earth, where he works today to try to destroy those of us who are here bearing the image of God. I love that Isaiah didn't stop with his first fall, though. He tells us about a future fall of Satan. He said, one day you will be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit I love this quote. I saw it on a t-shirt first. It said, anytime Satan reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. That he has already fallen and he's going to fall three more times before it's all over. Satan is a defeated foe. He is a fallen foe this morning. Don't give him one piece of credit that he doesn't deserve. He's fallen. He's under the feet of Jesus, and he's also under the feet of all those who have Jesus living in their hearts. Now, God did this. Satan cast down to the earth. He's here trying to take dominion over the earth, trying to rule this little piece of ground, and God said this, Genesis 1, 20, we got a lot of scripture this morning to get through and it's going to be exciting. Genesis 1, 26 through 28, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. We talked about this during the ID series. You and I are special on earth because we have been created in the image of God, in the very likeness of God. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion can anybody say dominion Dominion. that's dominate let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all the earth God says we you and I the image bearers of God are to have dominion over all the earth some of you may think it weird that we took authority over a fire this morning Some of you may think it's weird that we're just not out there spraying water on it, and we're excited and thankful for those who are out there this morning battling it, cutting down trees, spraying water. Don't you thank God for our first responders? They're heroic. (laughs) But when we read this, it says God's given us dominion over the earth. That means he's given us spiritual authority and power. We are the people of God. We can speak to mountains, Jesus said, and they will be removed. Amen. 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 We're called to take dominion over the earth, over the birds, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing. So it says, God created man, verse 27, in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, God gave us our original commission as human beings on the earth. We are special and we're placed here, by God for a very special purpose and here it is be fruitful and multiply that means make babies somebody say hallelujah we're called to make a lot of babies I'm gonna wait till you get excited about it I got all day I'll be here all day we're called to fill up the earth with other image bearers of God amen we're called to fill this place with god's presence he said this be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and subdue it we're called to subdue the earth it's to be under our authority then he said this take dominion over everything on earth we're to walk in dominion and authority over everything on earth now i just told you satan was cast to the earth And then I just told you God put us here and said, take dominion over everything that's on the earth. Included in that is this fallen angel who got cast out of heaven, who we are to take dominion over on this earth. The hope of the world is the people of God. The hope of the world is the kingdom of God. I believe you ought to vote, but my future is not in the hands of a political party. Thank God. Once in a while, I turn on the news and I turn it off just about as fast as I turn it on. I look and I'm like, nope, I ain't watching that no more. I'm thankful my hope this morning is not in Washington, D.C. or Raleigh, North Carolina, or not on any election that's coming up. I believe in voting, I believe in every bit of that. But my hope this morning rests on the kingdom of God and on my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who's alive and well and working in his church today. Folks, we'll stand up in our spiritual authority. We can speak to a drug problem, and it's got to go away in Jesus' name. We stand in our spiritual authority. We can speak to a suicide problem, and it's got to go away in Jesus' name. We stand in our authority in Jesus Christ and speak to a homelessness problem. It'll go away in Jesus' name because God's people are going to take care of our community. The day's coming when things are going to change, folks. Come on with me now. Now, if you want to live in gloom and doom, I'm sorry for you. Day's coming when things are going to change. God's people are rising up. God's church is rising up. Amen. I can tell some of you don't believe it. You better get out of here really fast because you're going to start believing it soon if you stay around very long. God's people, they're rising up now. God's church is rising up. I'm going to tell you, in the days to come when things get tough, and I believe things will get tough, the church is going to be the hope. The church is going to be the source. You worried about food crisis? I'm not. David said, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen God's people forsaken. I've never seen God's seed begging for bread. God's going to provide food to the church so we can provide food to the world. Amen, amen. amen. We're to take dominion over all the works of darkness. I had an extra hour to sleep last night. I'm sorry. I'm just fired up. I had an extra hour. Say, preacher, what happened? What happened? Adam and Eve were put down here and given dominion, and it just doesn't seem like we're really walking in that authority right now. Next week, we're going to see that when Adam and Eve listened to the devil, they surrendered their authority to him. That's what's really dangerous about listening to the Satan. Somebody said, you give him an inch, he becomes a ruler. When you give up ground to him and surrender authority and listen to him, you give up authority. You surrender it away. And we're going to talk about that next week. But the great news is when Jesus came to earth, he called disciples to him. And there were many more than 12. Uh, There were the 12 apostles that we remember. But there were many. There was a time when Jesus sent 70 disciples out. And you know what he told them to do? He said, go heal the sick. Go cast out devils. Go proclaim my word. Now you just imagine a minute. You came and you're hanging out with Jesus. You're having a good time and he's doing all these miracles and it's wonderful. That was the early part. They hung out with Jesus and watched him do miracles. Then one day he drops a bomb on them. He said, listen, the kingdom of God is not a spectator sport. You are now participants And the authority that I have, I'm giving to you. Now get out of here two by two and go do what I've done everywhere. Would you not have been intimidated? So they go out. I'm imagining I'm going out with my buddy thinking, man, I don't know if this is going to work or not. I'm not Jesus. If Jesus gives you his authority, you can do what he commands you to do. And he said already to the church, all authority's been given to me, and I give authority to you. They walk out, and they start proclaiming the word, and a man comes up with a demon, and they cast it out. They're like, wow. They pray for someone who's sick, and they get healed. And they realize all of a sudden the power of Jesus is working in them. This is what happened. Luke 10, 17 says the 70 return with joy. They come back from the trip and they say, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Jesus, we're walking in dominion here. The devil is running from us. And Jesus said this, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He's like, boys, I know that's not King James, but I'm putting it in Edneyville language this morning. Boys. I was there when we kicked him out. It's no surprise to me that demons fall under your feet because I was there and I watched Satan fall all the way out of heaven. Boys, you've got authority greater than you know. He said, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He's saying, you can go out and step on snakes, Now, this is not a snake-handling church. All the visitors today said, thank you, Jesus. I was afraid that big box over there had the snakes in it. It does not. I don't believe you go looking for snakes to pick up and shake around to show your great faith. That's just crazy. If you go to church and they break out the snakes, run. Run. What's going on here, uh, snakes, and we'll see a bit of this next week, they represent the works of the devil. We have a natural ooh with snakes. They're symbolic. What Jesus is saying is, I give you authority to trample every work of the devil. Anybody read Psalm 91 recently? You shall Tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall, Psalm 91, Old Testament, you shall trample under your feet. We've been given dominion over every work of darkness on this earth. Jesus' disciples, walking in his authority, found they had the power that Adam and Eve originally had. The power that Adam and Eve gave away was restored to them. Now they're walking in the power of human beings created in the image of God, filled with Jesus Christ. Can we demote the devil today? First of all, Satan's a created being. He is a created being. I want to play a game with you really quick this morning. Play fast with me because I don't have time. We're going to play the opposites game. You ready? Ready? I'm going to say a word, you give me the opposite really fast, okay? You quick on your feet today, you had an hour to sleep. Ready? Good. Tall. Fat. Sorry, that offended some of you, okay. Fat. Fat. Hot. Open. Open. God. Wrong. I caught you. That's why I had you do it fast. It's so common to say what's the opposite of God, and people say Satan. Not true. Satan was created by God. He cannot be the opposite of God. The opposite of Satan would be Michael, the archangel, who's also created by God. Now, I like Star Wars. But some of us have watched too much Star Wars. And in case you're not a Star Wars person, in Star Wars there's the Force, which is very impersonal. Some people want to make God into the Force. He's not the Force. He's a person who knows your name. And in Star Wars you have the good side of the Force and the dark side. And they're equally powerful and fighting against each other all the time. That's so far from reality. God has conquered Satan completely. He has destroyed his works at the cross and the resurrection and the ascension of Christ. Satan is not the opposite of God in any way. He is a being that God created. And we need to demote him in his status as some powerfully supernatural, godlike person to the fallen loser that he is he's a loser big L on his forehead people say be careful about how I had a guy tell me once be careful you should speak respectfully of the powers of darkness I have no respect for the devil he's a thief he's a liar he's an accuser he's a deceiver And as I walk in the power of Jesus, following Christ, covered by the blood of Jesus, he has no authority over my life or over yours, either one. He is a created being, a defeated foe. He's a created being. There is no battle between good and evil. It's already been won. Hey, preacher, I look about and I see things going on. Here's the difference. In in the kingdom of God, we are not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. We already have it. Amen. Satan is a created being. Now, quickly, Satan has limited power, very limited power. Satan can only truly do two things to mess with us. He can deceive and he can accuse. He is the deceiver and he is the accuser. His playbook is extremely limited. There's only real, really two pages on it. He wants to either deceive you or accuse you. We'll talk next week about deceiving. Today we're going to see about his power from, of accusing. We learn from the book of Job that although Satan was cast out of heaven, he still has the opportunity to go up there once in a while and tell God about all the stuff we've been doing. He went up to heaven. Seems like it's almost like a courtroom in heaven. Job chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, it says, There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? I love that. I said, Where are you coming from? What are you doing here? Satan answered the Lord and said, Going to and fro on the earth and walking back and forth on it. Satan's on earth. He's walking around seeking as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And every chance he gets, he runs up to heaven to tattletale. He's up in heaven, and God brought Job up. This is important. God said, you see my man Job down there? There's nobody like him. He's conquered you completely. He's doing down there, even after the fall, Job's doing what I put him there to do. Satan said, well, let me mess with him a little bit. Devil starts afflicting Job. Book of Job's a tough book to read. Some people call it job. It's a job to read Job if you don't understand it. First thing about Job, it teaches us how not to counsel your friends when they're hurting. Do not be those guys. But we see from the book that Satan has a power to accuse. He goes up to heaven to tattletale on us. When we do something wrong, there's an accuser. You know, Satan loves to accuse us to God. God. He loves to go to God and say, look at that guy and what he's done. And i got to be honest with you. There's things I've done that's given him something to say. Amen? Have any of you ever done anything that gave Satan material? I have. The rest of you looking pretty holy this morning, but there's a few of us here that have. Satan loves to accuse other people to us and us to other people. He'll put seeds in your mind about people. Any of y'all ever done this? You're riding down the road in the car and you're going somewhere, maybe to a meeting. Maybe you're coming to church. Maybe you're going to work. And you imagine something smart that somebody says to you. You ever done that? Come on now. Join with the ranks of humanity here, everybody. Have you ever had a thought of something they might say but they haven't yet said because they've had a little bit of an attitude, now you're imagining something they might say. And the thing that irritates me about this is in the car, I can come up with the most crushing replies you've ever imagined. In the moment, I can't come up with them. But in the car, you don't want to mess with me. They'll say something smart, and then I'll come up with a reply. And then they'll say something again, and I'll come up with something else. And I'm having a full-blown imaginary argument. Can I see some hands that have ever done that? Praise God, Day of Honesty has finally come to upward. It's the day year of Jubilee. We're being honest this morning. You've had a full-blown fight with this person in your car, and they're at Bojangles having a biscuit. And they don't even know this is going on. You're fighting, and they're at bow time. That's the devil. That is the devil. He is an accuser. He's got you mad at somebody who you don't even know, or somebody you're not even around. The worst thing the devil does, and it happens to us more than any, he accuses us to us. You stink. You're no good. You don't deserve this. Nobody loves you. You don't belong. If they only knew you, they would reject you. Nobody cares. That is also the devil. And he's a liar. And you can take authority over him. You know, the Bible said we are to take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. When you take something captive it begins to serve you. Let that sink in. When you take it captive, it becomes your servant. So, when I begin to have that imaginary argument with my spouse or my coworker, how do I take it captive? Well, I twist it back to serve a good purpose. So here's what you do. You ready? This is going to be fun for you. When you start having that argument, stop right then and say, nope, not doing it. Father, I come to you on behalf of this person in Jesus' name, and I ask you to bless them today and help them today and prosper their way today, heal them today, do whatever they need done in their life, and you just start praying in Jesus and have a Holy Ghost time in your car. and the devil's going to stop bringing that person up to you because you've just taken it captive. Did you know whenever the devil accuses you of something, the opposite is true because he's a liar? Whatever he's telling you, you are. It is a perversion and a twisting of who God has really made you to be. So you take captive that thought, and you talk to God about what the opposite is, which is your true identity in him, and you begin to proclaim it. The devil ever wake, I'm going to preach too long today. The devil ever wake you up worrying? Don't get up and pace the floor. Fall to your knees and start praying. And you just have a Holy Ghost Pentecostal revival right beside your bed, and the devil will stop waking you up. because you just took it captive. You said this thing is mine now. When he exposes himself, take that ground away from him and use it for the kingdom. Take it away from him. Amen. I told you that extra hours working on me. I've given Satan all oh, what's wrong with that clock. When I stand in the courts of heaven, there are times I gave Satan the right to accuse me of something. It's like a courtroom. The father's the judge. And Satan comes as a prosecuting attorney and says, judge, they've done this. And they've done that. Some of it's lies, but some of it's true. I really did it. Amen. Here's the deal. I'm not alone in the courtroom. Just like the three Hebrew children walked through the fire and there was a fourth man in the fire, there's a fourth man in the courtroom. Did you know when you stand in the courts of God, you have a heaven-appointed attorney? The court of heaven has appointed you an attorney. And the attorney... Is the son of the judge I just need to preach on this forget the rest of the second third service let's just have a party and let them join (laughs) here's what John said in first John chapter 2 he said my little children I write these things to you so you may not sin Then he gets down to reality, it's a joy. The scripture will keep us from sin, but occasionally as human beings, we're gonna sin. And he said, if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. That advocate is a legal term. You got a lawyer in heaven, and oh, he has the best case for you that could ever be made, and here's his case. I stand before the judge and I say, Father, I'm guilty. Then my attorney steps up, and he says, Father, you know you've won then. When your attorney says, Dad, to the judge, you got it. But then he ends the whole case. He said, Father, this crime has already been paid for. I paid it myself. And the judge looks at me, and he doesn't see my sin. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ. And that blood of Jesus Christ speaks to them says, oh, Lord, I just want to preach. It said, this blood speaks better things than the blood of Abel who cried out for murder. This blood speaks redemption and forgiveness. And the judge says, case dismissed. Do you see? The power of the devil to accuse has been totally destroyed by the cross. Amen, amen. Satan is a created being, limited power, limited time. He has authority right now to accuse us. Revelation tells us, in the last days, war breaks out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought. But it says this, they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. Revelation chapter 12, God said, okay, no, not even any more accusations. Satan fell into disgrace from heaven to earth. Satan falls again. He gets the door shut on heaven, and he can't even get there to accuse One day Satan's gonna be cast into the bottom of the pit where he'll be bound for a thousand years. And then ultimately his last fall, I love this part, one day Satan and all his angels will be cast into the lake of fire where they'll never persecute, deceive, or accuse anyone again. He is demoted. Here's what I want you to do and I'm quitting. Don't give Satan any more credit. I said don't give Satan any more credit. I used to say something that sounded really cool. Sometimes preachers will hear something that sounds cool and we'll say it, especially if it rhymes. And you've heard me say this, I've said it here, I've always said to people when they get promoted into something I've said, new levels means new devils, you ever heard that? I've said it to people. I said it to somebody not terribly long ago and I remember when it came out of my mouth, something in my heart felt wrong. You ever said something and something in your heart felt wrong? That's the Holy Spirit often saying, whoa, 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 hold up, big boy, don't say that. And I got done with it, and I prayed about it. And I said, God, there are new devils at new levels, right? You get new opposition. And God said, son, remember what I've called you to do. You're to trample upon serpents. <laughs> he said, son, don't say that anymore. Just walk forward. And all those things are under your feet. Amen. So forgive me if I've ever put that in your head. Those new devils that come along, they're just something else for you to step on in Jesus' name and to walk over as you pursue the will of God in your life. Amen. Don't give him any credit and take captive every thought and turn it to the kingdom. Let's pray this morning. Jesus, thank you for the time. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you for your word do your work beyond anything we can do today in Jesus name with heads bowed and eyes closed right here right now I wonder who would like to say I need Jesus as my advocate I have sinned and I want to give all that to Jesus this morning I want to give my sin to Jesus this morning and say yes to him can I see your hand right now we won't embarrass you I promise God bless you thank you so much others this morning God bless you over here God bless you. Anybody else? Awesome, awesome. I want to pray for you right now, and I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me, for dying for me. I give my life to to you today. I take my sin. I lay it at your feet. I bring it to the light, and I ask your forgiveness. Wash it away, Jesus. Change me, Jesus make me a new person today I receive you as Savior and as Lord in Jesus name amen I want to speak a blessing to you today from Colossians chapter 2 verses 13 through 15 let me bless you this morning Paul writes and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh he is made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us which was contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it that's our blessing this morning he's nailed it to the cross and given you victory today. I commission you, go out of this place. Make Jesus known in the power of the Holy Spirit everywhere you go. Love y'all, love you. Be blessed today. See you next week.